How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We have a little bit of what I would call a packed show today. Um, so if everyone could just bear with me for a little while, let's get through this. We'll get you out of here, okay? I'm just kidding. Please stay for the whole thing. Um, one fun thing I am excited to announce, I'm officially partnered with Phoenix. It's uh, Phoenix, spelled FNX, so go ahead and follow them on Instagram at FNX underscore fit and use my promo code uh, FNX, all caps, O, one capital B capital F. That is FNX all caps, O one capital B capital F for fifteen dollars off your entire order. Um, that is at Phoenix dot uh, com and make sure you uh, you guys go and use my um my banner as well. That is FNX dot dot io forward slash JK MMA podcast. I'm sorry, fifteen. I said fifteen dollars. Apparently, fifteen percent off your entire entire order. So, fifteen percent. It's it might be fifteen dollars though if you if you order a hundred dollars worth of product. But they got high quality everything. They got great uh, protein powders to to creatine to pre workouts, uh, high quality uh, athletic wear as well, tumblers, everything you could get. Um, and for all the fighters out there, they are. Uh, WADA approved. Uh, all their products are WADA approved. That's the World Anti-Doping Agency. Uh, so super high quality stuff. Make sure you check them out. Okay, let's get going. Um, so I haven't seen y'all since last week. We broke down the Masvidal versus Usman card. Obviously, that has happened since then. Um, I'm just gonna break down a little bit of the main card and what happened for you here. Uh, first on the uh, main of uh, main, not a main event. First on the main card, we had Amanda Hebas versus Paige Van Zant, and um, Hebos just looked absolutely incredible. She uh, she clinched up with uh, Van Zant really early on in the fight, the first minute or two. Um, had her back at one point, and then Van Zant looked like she had slipped out and was going to get her back, but then Hebos was just a little bit too much for her. Uh, slipped out, caught her in an arm bar. Um, looked absolutely sensational. Um, but Hebos is definitely somebody we're going to want to keep. You're, you're going to want to keep watching. I, th- I don't know if she was ranked uh, coming into this fight. If not, uh, she definitely will be. Um, I, she might be now. I haven't looked at the uh, the old standings yet, but uh, should definitely be at the end of the week for sure. And as for Paige Van Zant, this was the last fight in her contract. Um, she's I think one in four in her last five. She just hasn't been uh, what everyone kind of thought she was going to be when she first came to the UFC. Um, she did come into the UFC though relatively young. I believe she was 19 or 20 years old. Um, she had a lot of room for improvement, but she had some injuries and just had a few setbacks. Um, we'll see what's next for her. I know Scott Coker uh, for Bellator came out today and said they definitely are interested in her. So uh, I'm sure she'll get scooped up by either of them or one. Ch- I don't know about one championship if they're interested in her or not. But uh, Scott Coker for sure. Uh, it sounds like that's going to be the way to go. Her husband's over there. He uh, Austin Vanderford. He fights over for Bellator. Uh, so that really just that just makes sense for uh, Van Zant's the next move for her. Good luck to her though in her future endeavors. And then uh, a, f- a really fun fight, which was my my personal fight of the night, was uh, Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. Um, just an incredible display of striking. You didn't see a whole lot of the. I mean, their their grappling is they both. Uh, I, bl- I know Andrade is a black belt in jujitsu. I'm not sure uh, what I think Namajunas is a brown belt, and. Um, her ground game is sensational as well, but we, we saw a lot of the stand-up game uh, between those two young women. Um, 
Rose was just completely dominant through the first round, kind of like she was in her last fight. Uh, Andrade was starting to get, you saw towards the end of that second round, though, Andrade was starting to land really heavy shots uh, on Nama Yunus and hurt her a couple times there towards the end of that first, second round. And then just Andrade just came unleashed in that third round, landed six or seven clean uppercuts. Um, broke Nama Yunus' Nama nose. Uh, she just uh, had successful surgery today, by the way. Uh, that came out today. Um, so, good for her. Uh, she probably won't be fighting anytime soon. She got absolutely busted up in that third round. But what I was surprised to see from Andrade was just her... How how her power... Uh, her strike, her her power with her hands stayed with her through the duration of the fight. Um, it it never it never faded, and that's something you don't really see. Especially, I mean, she cuts a lot of weight. I know she's five one, but she she used to fight at one hundred and thirty five pounds, which is absolutely insane. And she's had good wins up there. Uh, like I said last time I spoke to you guys, uh, she's she's beat. Um, God damn it, what's her name? Raquel Pennington um, before at one hundred and thirty five pounds, who is no slouch in that division who's fought for a title. So, um, I don't know what's next for both of these girls. I don't know if you get, uh, Nami Yunus might have a little bit of a problem, a problem with, uh, Zhang Weili, uh, the champion is still a fight I want to see. Um, but y she has that power as well, uh, uh as Andrade does. And we kind of saw her running, kind of running into those shots a little bit. Um, she was able to do that with Janjacek because she doesn't really have the one-punch knockout power that Andrade does. And I don't know if anybody has uh, the one-punch power that Andrade does in uh, in the 115-pound division. She's an absolute tank. But uh, no matter what happens with both of these girls, I'm sure they're going to go on to have big fights. And who knows, they might, they might fight again. That's a fight I'd like to see. And then we had, uh, in my in my opinion, a shocking fight between uh, Piotr Jan and Jose Aldo for for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I didn't think Jan was really ready for uh, an opponent the caliber as uh, Jose Aldo, um, but he he proved me wrong, which I like to see. Um, he didn't really have a lot of stiff competition. He fought Jimmy Rivera, who was kind of so-so. John Dodson, who you know, his face is a little bit of a journeyman now. Um, he's not in his prime of his career anymore. Um, and then he fought Uriah Faber, who is 40 years old and has had an absolutely sensational career and just kind of coming back for, I guess, a little bit of a last hoorah. But, I mean, he, he came out there and he proved he can hold his own versus Aldo, but Aldo didn't look too bad either. Um, he got caught. He was looking good all the way up until the end of that first round. He got uh, he tried to go for a takedown, and uh, Jan hit him with that big body shot while he was on his back. And it looked like it hurt him. That could have been the end of the fight right there if there if, uh, there was more time on the clock. Um, but Aldo came out in the second round. He started to look good. He started to find his range a little bit. His rhythm was there. His timing was there. He started throwing those those absolutely savage leg kicks on uh, Jose Aldo. On not Jose Aldo's on uh, Jan's calves. And it looked like at one point it looked like Jan had switched stances. Uh, those uh, calf kicks were really hurting him. And then in the third round. It was Stalpiotr Jan. He just swarmed him, got him down, and beat the shit out of him. I do not know why the referee referee didn't stop that fight sooner. Um, he gave him all the chance. He gave him four he, four or five times. He told Aldo to keep moving, and he wasn't moving. And he said, like, "Keep moving, or I'm going to stop it. Keep moving, or I'm going to stop it." Like it does nobody no good to tell them you're going to stop it if you keep moving and then not moving. And you not stopping it. 
he took a lot of unnecessary punishment in my in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions he took a lot of punishment i get it it's for a title fight there i know they're smaller guys it's not like that's francis and gano sitting on top of you wailing you with big fucking overhand rights but i mean that still isn't good for your brain i don't know if y'all knew that getting punched in the head's bad for you but uh there is for some reason some difficulties for for certain people uh, on who who should fight for the title next versus Jan, and without without question for me, it's Aljamain Sterling. The guy's four and zero. He's fought nobody but but badasses, and what he just did to Corey Sanhagen in his last fight took him down and strangled him in a minute and a half. Absolutely insane. Um, so and plus, Jan hates that dude for some reason. I don't know what Aljamain Sterling did. He's the nicest guy in the world, it seems to me. But uh, Jan don't like that dude. Like just a Russian Russian savage. Um, but I hope I hope we see him and Aljamain Sterling next for sure. That that would be a fun fight. And then we had kind of a, a fight that kind of left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Um, if this makes any sense to you guys, I had Volkanovsky winning rounds three, four, and five, but I don't think he won the fight. I don't. I know that makes absolutely no sense. Um, I haven't rewatched the fight. Maybe I'd give that third round to Holloway um, if I watched it a second time around. But those first two rounds were absolutely were so dominant by Holloway. It did not look like Volkanovski was even going to make it out of there. He came out through a couple spitting techniques that landed. He dropped him twice in round one, I think, and once in round two, or twice in round two, and uh, one time in the first round. Um, his cardio looked great, and for somebody that was just doing his training over Zoom and did zero sparring, he looked fucking fantastic. And Volkanovski had the advantage of actually getting a little bit of a training camp and able to train in. I mean, he didn't have a lot of training partners, but he was able to work with his coach in person for a little bit. Um, a third fight does make sense, which is weird because this was their second fight, and when usually when you have a guy two and over somebody, that's that's it. But in, in this case, would it, it really makes sense for somebody to step in there. Plus, all these guys, I know, I, who is number one? I don't know who's number one in the world right now. It might have been Holloway at, at 145, but nobody has fought at 145. These guys have fought twice. It's that, these guys and Calvin Cater are the only guys in the top five that are fighting. So, I mean, you could do easily do a third fight. No one got beat up too bad. You could do a third fight, have the Korean Zombie and fucking somebody i don't know brian ortega fight to have a have a whoever could you know has a shot next at it but i i don't know man it's just it left a sour taste in my mouth and it did for a lot of other people too um maybe holloway moves up in weight i don't know he doesn't look like he's had a problem making 145 recently um but who knows what's next for these guys i i, I would like to personally see him fight for a, thir a third time though And then we go to uh, that brings us to the uh, the old main event of the evening here, Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, listen, I mean, let's be honest. The the fight went exactly how everyone kind of expected it to. Um, that being said, Masvidal's takedown defense was fucking phenomenal. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Usman, I think, took him down once in nine attempts. I know when Usman's takedown. 
percentage, I think, is 70%. And fighting somebody like Masvidal, who's really known as more of a you know a stand-up fighter, a striker, uh, something he does very well, uh, seeing, seeing that is trouble for a lot of these guys in, in that division. I mean, you have Tyron Woodley, you got Colby Covington, and you got... Um, Leon Edwards right right there and Gilbert Burns too. Gilbert Gilbert stands up and strikes too, but he does have that jujitsu base. Um but those guys are all got I mean, I don't know about Burns, but um definitely those other three, Woodley Covington and uh Leon Edwards are probably thinking, Oh, I'll just take this guy down and sm- and smother him. And if Kamar Usman's not doing that to Masvidal, I don't think anybody's doing that to Masvidal. So let's get, definitely get that clear. Um, Masvidal did very good. He wasn't, he didn't get the takedowns, but he did a good job, uh, you know, getting, getting the single leg, kind of running him towards the fence and holding, just kind of held him there in a, uh, over under hook situation, elbowing, elbowing him in the, you know, throwing a couple elbows off the fence. Um, a lot of, uh, body shots. I did like how the ref didn't separate him though. It, it looked like a stalemate to a lot of people. And that's what I liked about not having a crowd in this situation was, um, you get the booze, and then maybe that influences the ref to to break him apart, even though he shouldn't have any reason to move him off the fence because he was working on the fence. Um, but that because if he does break him apart and he keeps doing that, maybe Usman stops and wants to strike with Masvidal, and Masvidal was getting absolutely the best of Usman on the feet. Every time they stood up, Usman wanted zero part of that. Um, he landed a few good shots, a couple one twos over, uh, a couple a couple right hands over the top that connected uh, well, um, but that was really all Masvidal had in this fight. Um, Usman's cardio was absolutely unreal in this fight. Relentless pressure as always. Um, looked absolutely sensational though. Um, I don't know who, who's going to beat that guy. It's not going to be Covington. I don't. I, I thought Burns might be the guy. Um, even. But I don't, I don't know if Burns is the guy either. I think the only chance Burns has is in the jujitsu ju- aspect. Um, but I don't think Usman lets him, lets him get there. That is it for the first fight on fight, the first uh, fight card on Fight Island. Um, fight Island's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of weird stuff. It's kind of weird watching the guys come in on a red carpet with just a couple photographers and and they got their masks on. They have their hands already wrapped. It's kind of weird watching them come into the arena with their hands uh, pre-wrapped. That's kind of it's kind of silly. But I'm guessing that's because they got a there's probably a certain amount of dressing rooms, and they probably only have one in, one camp in there at a time for a certain amount of time. Uh, anyway, um, fights on Wednesday. Fights on Wednesday are always fucking phenomenal. I don't I don't care if the fights aren't aren't great. I like having fights midweek. I think we should do that more often. That's why I like about having a, a Tuesday night contender series, which we haven't had yet because of COVID. But um, it's it's fun having fights on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. What's your whistle for the weekend? Uh, anyway, um, a few surprising uh, people that came out and and really showed up this weekend. Um, we had Abdul Al Hassan. Um, versus I can't I can't pronounce this guy's name so fucking forgive me uh, Munar Munor not manure that's fucking horrible I apologize Munar uh, Lazesi 
I, I think that's his last name. Um, but this is uh, Lazessis, if I'm saying that last name correctly. This is his first fight in the UFC. The guy's 9-1. and one. Uh, He's from Dubai, so it's a closer fl- uh, flight than Abdul had. But um, Al Hassan came out super strong in the first round. It looked like he was going to fight. I was telling every, uh, everyone with me that I was like, oh, this fight's over. He came out and just started hitting with rights, left, right, left, right, left. Put him through a fucking buzzsaw in that first that first minute and a half there. And then uh, Lazessi came back strong, uh, threw a, uh, landed a couple big shots on his own, took him down at the end of the first round. And after that, it was all him. Um, Al Hassan never really challenged him uh, for more than a few, you know, I had a few moments in the rest of the fight. But he looked amazing. This was his UFC debut. Um, against a tough guy who I believe is undefeated. I think he has one one other loss to I can't remember who it was. He avenged the loss. It was like some uh, controversial uh, stoppage, and he came back and won. That's his only loss, uh, other than this one. Now, not just in the UFC, but his whole professional career. Uh, so that says something about this dude. Uh, he is definitely someone y'all are gonna want to look out for uh, in the near future. And hopefully, with these fights being in Abu Dhabi, we're gonna see him uh, come back soon. And then another standout performer, we had, um, what is this girl's first name? It was Molly McCann, and here, one second, I am not prepared for this at all. I'm very unprofessional. Molly McCann and uh, Talia Santos. Talia Santos, um, it's not her UFC debut, uh, debut, debut, I believe it's her second fight in the UFC. Um, but absolutely standout performance. Uh, Molly McCann's the the 15th ranked flyweight in the world. world uh, on a two fight win streak, looked great against Ariana Lipsky. Looked great in her last. I can't remember who she fought in her last fight, but she looked absolutely fantastic there as well. Uh, two decision wins, a dominant wrestler, and Santos played her game and won. Beat her at her own game. Outstruck her, out wrestled her, didn't get taken down. Uh, I never saw her in a bad position once. She was always in a dominant position. She looked absolutely sensational, completely nullified um, the offensive attacks from McCann, uh, and skidded it out to the uh, the old decision win there. Um, a surprise for me. Those uh, those last two fight, the Al Hassan fight and this fight are the only two fights I picked incorrectly. Um, they were two underdog fights. Uh, those people, those names, people haven't heard before. And uh, what a good way to start off your UFC career. I mean, everyone's watching these fights at Fight Island. There ain't shit else on for sports. And if you, you, you come out like that and and absolutely dominate, people are going to know your name. So for these guys that are making their UFC debuts at Fight Island, it's an, it, 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 they should take full oppor, full opportunity, uh, full advantage of uh, the opportunity that they're given here. And uh, these guys definitely have... And then a fun fight that uh, kind of went on a lot of people's uh, under a lot of people's radars is uh, Jimmy Rivera versus uh, Cody Stateman. Um Rivera was on a really kind of bad losing streak. He lost to Marlon Marias, and then uh, during that losing streak, he was one and four. Um, sorry, one and three in his last four fights. Um, um, but this was his first fight in a while that we've really seen Rivera put his striking together and let his hands go. Um, he's had he's he's got very he's a very good boxer, but he's had a real problem just letting everything go. He kind of seems tense after he got knocked out. Everything's kind of tight and uh, and condensed almost. It's really weird in that 
just hasn't looked like himself recently. But uh, this fight looked absolutely fantastic. He put everything together well. Um, and Statement, it's not like Statement didn't look good. He just It, it just seemed like he couldn't uh, get Rivera's timing. Um, he had it a little bit there in the first round. He was able to land a few good shots. Um, but after that, it was all Rivera. Uh, Statement really never found his, uh, his timing. That's really it. Um, but... Uh, Statement's definitely someone we're going to want to look out for as well at 135. And hopefully uh, Jimmy Rivera's back. I mean, everyone loves Jimmy Rivera. Uh, he's a great fighter. He's always fun to watch. He has serious knockout power. So uh, hopefully he's back and he's ready to rock and roll. And then uh, this was my, other than Calvin Cater, Dan Ige, obviously, but this was my personal fight of the night was um, Tim Elliott versus uh, Ryan Benoit. If I'm saying... Benoit, Benoit, maybe it's not Benoit, Benoit, um, yeah, Benoit, um, it was a fun fight, uh, I believe it was a split decision victory for Tim Elliott, uh, but Tim Elliott is coming off that loss versus Askar Askarov, where he, uh, almost got finished a few times in that fight and just kept his hands down and stood in front of him, uh, absolutely crazy fight, um, but he looked well, good in this fight, uh, good takedown defense, um, when he did get sticking down, he, uh, attacked off his back with, uh, submissions, was always fighting for position. He lo- he looked great. Um, for a lot of people that don't know Ryan Benoit, he is um, he's been in the UFC for quite a while. I think since 2015, but this is only his uh, third fight in the last three years. He does hold a knockout victory over Sergio Pettis. Um, if that you know speaks any volumes to you guys, I know a lot of more people know Sergio Pettis's name. Um, not quite familiar with Ryan Benoit, but, uh, he's a, he's a legit contender. He's had some injury issues, I believe. Um, but he, he looked in this fight too. He's, he's definitely somebody y'all are going to want to look out for. Um, absolutely sensational fighter. Uh, he's always fun to watch. And then you got the old main event, Dan Ige versus Calvin Cater. And guys, what an absolute treat this fight was. Uh, Calvin Cater, uh, is the only fighter in the UFC featherweight division right now. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, he has three wins in the last calendar year. I think he has more fights than I mean anybody in the top five. Um, he fought Sabit um, in a three-round main event, and a lot of people, including me, believe that Cater would have beat Sabit if that fight was five rounds because that third round was all Cater. He looked great. He put his boxing together nice. He he was getting in there dirty with him. He was uh, winning the clinch battles and looked absolutely great against Sabit. Um, but Ige looked good too, man. Ige is a young up-and-comer. He just fought um, Edson Barboza in a close decision victory that I I thought he won, but a lot of people didn't. Um, but he looked good in those early rounds. He uh, first couple rounds he was able to. He won the second round, in my opinion, as well. Um, and a lot of people's. Uh, he looked good. He was able to get a lot of hard strikes off against Cater. And then after round two, it was just all Calvin Cater. He had he had um, Ige's timing down to a T. Um, Ige just had really nothing for him in that um, that second round, not the second round, the third, fourth, and especially the fifth round. It looked like he was almost finished a couple times, um, but Ige really did show that he is more than capable of being in that in that top five, top ten position. Uh, probably for the rest of his career, we'll see. We'll see this guy Dan Ige. He came. He's a guy that came off the uh, Tuesday Night Contender series and has just been on an absolute tear ever since, and he looked great. Um, but this is something that we really need to talk about. Calvin Cater really needs to be in the conversation for who fights for the title next. These other guys aren't fighting. 
they all have fights that can be easily lined up. It, it needs to be Yair versus Beat. It needs to be the Korean Zombie versus um Brian Ortega. It's almost it almost needs to be a uh, a tournament format. Like the winner of those two fights should fight each other to get a shot at the title. In my opinion, this, these guys are all just too good, but they're not fighting anybody right now. I, just, I, I mean, when's the last time we saw Zabit was against Calvin Cater. And Calvin's fought three times since then. It, it, it's just absolutely a, a shit show at 145 pounds right now. And and it shouldn't be because there's so many great fights to be had, but none of them are having, are having you know, any success in uh, making making that happen, unfortunately. And it, it, it sucks to see. Uh, but hopefully we see that soon. Um, a fun fact about this fight card: it was the only, first fight card uh, in the UFC since 2007, uh, where zero knockdowns were recorded. So if you were if you were just hoping to tune in to see a a, a feast of knockouts, you were severely disappointed. I don't even think there was a finish on the main card. I think they were all uh, all decisions. But uh, fun fights nonetheless. And now we will talk about the uh, last, f- the third fight, uh, fight card in eight days on good old Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Uh, is UFC Fight Night on ESPN 30 or UFC Fight Island 2, as I like to call it, and everybody else does. Um, a fun fight card. We're going to dive into it right now. First fight on the main card um, Alexander Fan- Pantoja versus Askar Askarov. Um, we just mentioned him. He fought. Um, Tim Elliott in his last fight. These guys are uh, at 125 pounds, but these guys hit hard. Um, Pantoja is 4-1 and one in his last five fights. Um, he has a couple really high-level wins over Wilson Reese and Brandon Moreno, who uh, Moreno we've seen as an absolute contender at 125 right now. He's looked great, um, and he has a win over him. And then Askarov, like I just mentioned, is coming off that huge win over Tim Elliott. Um, almost finished him a few times in that fight. Um, this fight's really close, man. I mean, these guys have very similar styles. They like to stand up and they like to stand and bang, as as the kids like to say. Um, it's gonna be a close fight. I do give Askarov a slight edge in the uh, in the power department with his hand with his hands. Um, so I am gonna give him the victory here. It's gonna be a close fight. It'll probably go to decision if not it'll be like a late third round early late second round early third round tko for askarov um but a fun fight if you guys don't if you guys don't like the lighter weight fighters fuck you they're fun to watch these guys hit hard trust me if you guys just want to if you guys are just tuning in for uh sorry i got a little mean there uh to watch people get knocked out it can happen in any weight class so don't blink these guys are fast as hell and they can scrap Next up, you got Ariana Lipsky um, and uh, Luana Carolina. That's a fun name. It sounds like a stripper name. I'm just kidding. That's sexist. But um, for Brazilian, though, Luana Carolina, she's Brazilian. That does not sound like a Brazilian name. That sounds like a good old Southern girl, don't it? But this will be uh, Carolina's second official fight in the UFC um, I personally have never seen this girl fight, um, so it'll be interesting to see how she does. I, it's going to be hard to make a pick based on that, but uh, Lipsky was supposed to be like the next top prospect at 125 pounds. Uh, she, when you call yourself the violence queen, 
I mean, people expect violence from you. But they threw her a couple of really hard, uh, hard girls to fight, and those were her first two fights. She fought Joanne Calderwood, who's fighting for a title. I don't know when, but she's supposed to be fighting uh, Valentina Shevchenko very soon. And then she fought Molly McCann, who just went on a tear um, up until Wednesday, right after that. Um, so you can't really blame her. You throw her to the Wolves. You got to be ready if you're in the UFC, though. Uh, but I do have Lipsky winning. I mean, she has a lot more fights than uh, Carolina does. I think she only has seven fights, uh, and Lipsky has about 14 or 15 fights. Um, plus that UFC experience on top of that, fighting just super high-level girls. Um, I have her winning uh, probably by a, a second-round TKO, second, third round. Fun fight, though, nonetheless. One you're going to want to watch. And then we got... Um, Another another guy who I've never heard of before. Um, not Mark. Uh, it's uh, Mark DeCasey. I have heard of this guy before. Obviously, um, he's fighting Raphael. Fiz- I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Fiziev, Fiziev, probably. Um, DeCasey is uh, now on a two-fight win streak, and he um, <clears throat> he kind of had a three-fight skid there. He was supposed to be kind of again like Lipsky, the, ne- um, the next big thing. He looked great in his first few fights in the UFC, and then he kind of went on a little bit of a losing streak, but now he's uh, 2-0 and in his last two fights uh, with wins over Joe Duffy and Lando Venata, uh, two tough guys as well. Joe Duffy is uh, on the undercard of this fight. And then uh, Fazayev is 1-1 uh, in the UFC. I've ne- Like I said, I've never really seen him fight. Uh, that being said, I still, even if I've seen him fight, I'm sure I'm still going to take to Casey uh, in this fight, probably by a TKO or, or decision. Not quite sure. He's kind of... He used to. DeCasey was really a guy that came into the UFC knocking everybody out, but uh, his last, last few fights have been. Uh, he's paced himself a lot more, which is good. Um, hasn't been getting hit as much, but not the animal he was when he first came in. But he's still an animal, but not the I want to rip your head off animal that he was when he first came into the UFC. All right, getting into the the meat and potatoes of of this main card. We got Kelvin Gaslam and Jack Hermanson. And this is a fight that in my opinion has kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Um, it's a super fun fight. I mean, these guys have been on an absolute rise in the UFC for the last couple of years. Um, obviously Kelvin Gaslam coming off those two losses in a row, a split decision loss to Darren Till, which is, let's be honest, a, a, not an easy night out for anybody, especially, especially Darren Till moving up in weight. And then that absolute war he had with Israel Adesanya. Um, incredible fight. If you guys haven't watched that fight yet, go back and watch it. Pro- top five fights I've ever seen, uh, personally for me. Probably one of the best title fights um, at 185 pounds that the UFC has ever seen as well. And then Jack Hermanson is 4-1 in his last five fights. He just lost to Jared Cannonier, um, who doesn't have a fight lined up. Um, a guy I'm super excited to see come back as well, Jared Cannonier, but his only losses to that that absolute savage. Um, on his way up, he beat guys like David ba- Branch, and then he fought Jacare at 205, uh, which was weird. I know these guys, these guys usually both fight at 105 pounds, so it was kind of weird seeing those guys fight um, at 205, but he looked great against Jacare, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to get past him, looked good against him. Um, I do have Gaslam winning this fight. I think he's going to bounce back, get kind of back on the right track, and hopefully go up, uh, get a shot at that title. Um, nothing against Hermanson. I just don't think I just don't think he can 
I mean, Gaslam has title title experience now, um, uh, and Hermanson has uh, really relies on his striking and his submission skills, and uh, Gaslam's fought just way tougher competition in my opinion, um, and has that uh, like I said that title fight experience that'll really help him out in that uh, co-main event slot there. But both guys, I believe, are going to go on to do great things in the UFC. They, these two guys are the future at 185 pounds for sure. Uh, him along along with um, Jared Cannonier and Israel Adesanya. But I do have Gaslam winning that fight via decision. And the MMA gods have been kind to us, finally. We got Joseph Benavides and Davidson Figueroa. Figueroa. I have just gotten word... That's a lie. Got word this morning via Instagram that Davidson Figueroa has made weight at 125 pounds. He did not make weight in their first fight in February um, at UFC what, what, fight, fight Night Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia is where it was. Um, yeah, that's where it was. Uh, he did not make weight, and he knocked out Joseph Benavidez. So when you don't make weight for a title fight, that means you are not eligible for a title. And when there is no current holder... Um, of that title at flyweight that means nobody wins the title so everyone kind of left all depressed i know i was i was on a flight didn't get to watch the fight but i saw who won and i was just just kind of let down you know if someone like, at least if he wins the title you want him to, to walk out with the belt and you can't you can't do that when you're not eligible to win unfortunately and then plus no one wants to see joseph benavidez lose everyone loves that guy i love that guy he's a great guy I don't know him personally, but he seems like a cool guy. Everyone likes him. Um, but yeah, this will be the second time they fought. Um, I know Benavidez won that first round. I went back and watched the fight a few days ago. Um, I know Benavidez won that first round uh, pretty handily, in my opinion. But he was... I, I feel like he was just getting a little too eager. He was uh, jumping kind of... He always kind of does jump in with the strikes, but he was leaving his head wide open. He was throwing big shots. Um, I think he just wanted to end the fight early because he he was excited because he knew he was the only one that could win the title and probably just wanted to get out of there early, um, especially knowing that Figueroa missed weight. That usually pisses fighters off, especially since Figueroa was like, I think, three pounds over. It was quite a bit. It wasn't just like he came in at 126. He came in at like 128, I think. Um, but yeah, he, but that's what ended up being, um, his downfall in that fight. He jumped in with a, I want to say a left hook. And then when he, when he pulled back, um, he had his head, his chin straight up in the air and Figueroa just came over with a big overhand, right, big right hand right down the middle and, um, set him on his butt and finished it on the ground with strikes. Um, I do think Benavidez gets it done this time around. I don't, I don't think... He is as eager in this fight. I think he fixes um, that aspect of of himself during this fight. I don't think he jumps in like he did before. Does I don't think he leaves himself as exposed. I hope he uses his wrestling more. Um, doesn't just try to finish the fight early. But I do have Joseph Benavidez winning this fight. Um, I will say in a decision, it's probably going to be the fight of the night. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely tune into the fights this Saturday. How often? Do you get a title fight in the UFC that you don't have to pay for in a pay-per-view? So it's always exciting. Uh, that being said, that is all I have for y'all today. Uh, like I said, make sure you use my promo code. I said in the beginning of the video, I'll, I'll say it again, uh, FNX, all caps, lowercase O, 
one capital B capital F for 15% off your entire order at Phoenix and uh, make sure you use my uh, a little browser there it's uh, fnx.grsm.io forward slash jkmma podcast anyway that is all I have for y'all this evening we will be back next week we will break down the fights from this weekend and we will see you later have a good one guys <laughs>